Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. afternoon listeners you thought we were done for the season but um we are back with a new edition of acting mill acting lionesses uh, my name is not aaron paul nor am i south london's premier paul hollywood impersonator um no i'm ryan loftus and i'm here to host a new version of acting mill acting lionesses where we are going to bring you all the news from the women's team we're going to be hopefully throughout next season bringing you player interviews manager interviews match updates and we're going to see where it goes from there in hopefully a positive season for the Lionesses. With me is young Mickey Avery. Um, hello, Michael. How are you? Yeah, y- young, young Mickey Avery, the eldest on this podcast between the three of us by some considerable age. But yeah, uh, when you reach my age, Ryan, you'll take any young you can, mate. <laughs> young at heart, I'm sure. And uh, a nice opportunity to slip away from uh, parenthood as well for you. I think that's why you're so keen to get this extra edition up and running. No, indeed, indeed. Um, we um, just for the listeners, we never had any idea ever of doing this, but um, slipping the cheeky fibre to to Nick Hart and Aaron Paul. Um, this is now a schedule to get me away from the joys of uh, nappies and uh, midnight feeds. So, a uh, big shout out to Nick and Aaron for that. There we go. And alongside us today, we have got Nick Farrell, um, head of recruitment and assistant manager with the Millwall Lionesses. Hello, Nick. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing, mate? Hello, guys. Yeah, very well. Um, thank you for thank you for having me, gents. Good to talk. Not a problem. A pleasure to have you on. Um, so, I guess, Michael, for many listeners and many mainstream acting fans, this will probably be a new thing uh, being involved with the Lionesses and hearing about them. So, you're obviously involved with them in your capacity as press officer. Um, I just wonder if you could take us through what was happening over the last season and maybe how the coronavirus lockdown affected them and where we're starting from this season onwards yeah so um so a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the press and and media related to um a couple of years ago when um obviously decisions were made for um a different team to to go on their journey and then for Millwall to go um in a in their own direction if you will um that unfortunately resulted in us um having to be demoted through the divisions uh, um, by by quite quite a few tiers. Which, um, although it's unfortunate, it's still good that we we obviously still have a side and we still have um, a club and we uh, and we still have the ability for the pathway for these young girls and young women to play football. Which is obviously 
one of the main aims of, of the Lionesses. So we, we had to start afresh in the sixth division and um, we'd like to thank the uh, ERWFL, so the Eastern Region Women's Football League, for, for having us. Um, it's, it's a bit of a journey for our away fixtures, if some of you may have seen. Um, we, we now have to play against uh, the types of Hoddeston Town Owls and we, we play against teams like Hutton as well. And um, these might be a few unfamiliar names to, to some of the listeners at the moment. But, yeah, um, a two and a half hour round journey for a game of football every other week uh, shows the region we're in. But again, we're, we're fine with that. And, you know, it, it shows the dedication that the squad and the management have that we, um, we've got people willing to do this travel. So last season, uh, we did very well on the, on the pitch. You know, our, uh, our results were astronomical. Our attendances were were high for the division we was in as well, which rivaled the division we was in before. Um, and we did well in cups as well. We only really got knocked out by teams in higher divisions. Um, we'd never really got knocked out by anyone at the same tier or in um, in similar tiers across the counties and across across the country. So um, this season we're looking at a new start. So we're, uh, we're now under the Mill Community Trust, which is a fantastic trust. We're uh, under the management of... Uh, Katie Whitmore and Nick Farrell, but um, being headed by Sean Daly as CEO and uh, Dean Palmer, who is our who's our chairman. So it's very very exciting times. You know the squad last season did phenomenal on the pitch, but um, we, there's a real real feeling now and a really really good vibe around the club at the moment with a lot of the things going on in the background. And there's a real feel that we'll we'll get back up those uh, runs of the domestic league ladder. Um, in the next couple of years, at least, would you agree, Mr. Farrell, from the inside? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, myself, and Katie have, have made it crystal clear to the players and to the staff what our short, medium, and long-term goals are, and and uh, how we're going to get there. And we all need to be doing that together, um, from you know, right the way through the club. Um, and we all need to be wrap around each other and support each other. And, and that's the way we're going to do it. And hopefully that's the way that it's going to work. Fantastic. So obviously you, you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago, Nick. Um, we did an interview kind of introducing you um, and your role on the Lionesses website. Obviously when we spoke, things were still um, uncertain in terms of lockdown and getting players back on the pitch. Um, so since then, how has it settled down a bit? What have you been up to? Um, yourself and Katie behind the scenes and uh, getting the side ready for for the upcoming season. Um, I think I think I'd, I'd have to say me, me and Katie work very well. Um, we we most definitely bounce ideas off of each other, um, and I must say that the girls have been the girls have been fantastic. So we spoke to the girls um, that were that were currently there, and you know they we made it clear to them that we all wanted them. They all deserve. They'll deserve that opportunity again to represent the club as well as winning that league. And that's something that they're capable of doing. So I'm just very relieved that the girls, the girls have the girls have gone along with that. Um, I think that's that's a massive, a massive thing. They've been very patient during lockdown. Obviously, there may have been signs at the beginning of uh, of lockdown that they uh, that games might be up and running. Um, Obviously, we respect we respect what the ERWFL said. You know, it makes sense. And obviously, at the time, things were, you know, people's health is more important. So the girls have been very patient, very understanding, which has been fantastic. And pleased to pleased to see that they've all come back. Um, 
And also, you know, now now guidelines are, are getting more relaxed. We've been able to safely get trials underway, and and as the trials the trial uh, process has been ongoing, we've we've managed to bolster the squad with some new additions, which has been fantastic, been really mm. really positive. And uh, tell us a bit about those trials. So, um, obviously, with the whole. Um, coronavirus pandemic they've had to be a bit different to normal so how, how difficult has that been for you what have um what have you been been doing what can and can't do I guess under the circumstances and how have the players found um getting in actually playing um I, I mean it's been great to work with uh to work with Dean Palmer and Katie obviously Dean has got so much knowledge from from being in the uh the Millwall Academy coaching and obviously lots of experience the same with Katie from in a, in a kind of different environment in a different country, and obviously kind of mine from from like a youth and a development kind of role. It was really good for us three to to basically bang our heads together and combine and collaborate into getting an effective trial process. So obviously we did one trial where we followed the guidelines of non-contact, so looking at more of the technical aspects, looking at kind of yeah, just you know a bit of um, agility work and a bit of fitness work, but also at the same time looking at uh, receiving with the ball, running with the ball, dribbling with the ball, looking at all of those kind of areas. Um, and and it was it was good to see, and it was nice to see the enjoyment of the trialists to, to be back on the pitch, and it was nice for us as coaches to be able to to get back on there as well. Um, so that was like the first the first phase that we did. Saw some fantastic players there, and and I must say, if 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 any if anyone is listening that that was there, I think they would agree that the girls made made it a very tough decision for myself and others that were involved in the selection process. Um, we then a couple of weeks later saw that guidelines were would allow contact, so we got a game a game open. Um, invited the 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 trialists that were successful. Um, we, we, we invited them down for a game. Um, we played four sets of 20 minutes. And again, they just made it even more harder. Um, we just let them play. In, in, between, the, in between the 20 minutes, we, we might have said, we, we might have thrown a scenario their way and said, kind of, how would you adapt to this? And gave them some individual challenges because, you know, throughout the season, as well as looking at the team, we are going to be very much individual individual developmentally based. So we will look at players individually and see what they need to work on. And there were times where we would pull a player off to one side and say, look, have you, have you thought about this? And um, yeah, it was, it was a really, really, really nice, really nice day, to be honest with you, to see, to see girls playing again, get back out there and show people what they're made of. And um, throughout that, from that process, we've uh, managed to recruit very strongly. Yeah, I know when we spoke before, you were itching to get back to actually being on the on the pitch, and uh, like you, you said, your background is in development. But get to working with what is a young squad. Achtung, Mailball. So earlier this week, we saw the retained list come out, Nick, and um, most of the squad have stayed on who were there last season. Michael, I wonder if you could pick out any players that may be worth watching out for this season. Obviously, there were really impressive performances last year. And as somebody watched the Lionesses a lot, um, who would you highlight as ones to watch? 
Um, I will I will be brutally honest with you, and again, I'm not saying this with a with a diplomatic head on, um, and to not to uh, annoy anyone, but it it really is a very very good squad there last season, all over the pitch, and they all had um they all had different dynamics. Um, I mean, the the, ob- the obvious one that jumps out um would be the likes of Shannon Shannon Drew because of um, what she offers on the wing and how she can cut in um, and play some play some good football. And she always seems to find the back of the net. But also players like uh, like Millie Connell as well. Um, Alyssa Miranda is another good little fullback who who really gets up and down the who gets up and down well. Molly Molly Hawkins is a fantastic story for Millwall fans. She's uh, mm. she's a young lady who who grew up um, as a Millwall fan, Millwall season ticket holder. Um, has got family and relatives who work at the club or who worked at the club, should I say? And now she plays for the Lionesses. So, you know, a, a lot of these players have got such strong links. But also, as well, like the likes of uh, of like Kelly Webster, um, massive massive Millwall fan. Um, she's now coming in in house as a Mill Community Trust ambassador, and also recently uh, she won the Mill Community Award, uh, the Community Champion Award, which is absolutely fantastic for, for for Kelly. She's done really really well there. But um, no, as as a whole, I think it's a fantastic squad in general. Um, a lot of the fans who do come down, a lot of the young supporters, it's quite nice. They've all got their own individual favourite player, so it's not as if they all favour one over the other. So, no, it's a really, really good family day out. Everyone likes all the players. The players mingle well with the, with, um, with the supporters who come along, and it's a real real feel-good atmosphere. What about you, Nick? Anyone anyone stand out to you? You know, looking at looking at that, that retained list, you know, every single one of them brings something to the table. Um, so, so for me personally, I'd probably say all of them. Um, you know, they all bring a unique or or something about them that just that really complements the team. And and I think that they've all bought into the understanding of what it is like to be a Mill Lioness. Um, they are learning. Um, every single one of them still, and I think they would agree with this. Have have bits to learn. Have have the smaller margins that they will gain throughout this season to develop themselves as well. Um, so yeah, to be honest, to be honest with you guys, I, I really do think that depending on what you like to see within a game, this is what makes these girls very unique, and that is why we don't really like to have players that can't think for themselves. We, you know, it's very important that we have players that can think for themselves, can make those decisions on the pitch, can show their creativity, can express themselves. And just, you know, just thinking off the top of my head, there's, there are a lot of players that do that in this squad. And there's also a lot of players as well that are very team-based, very, you know, very passionate to wear that badge and just to, to, to do it for each other as well. I think that's, that's something that I find very special about these girls at the moment. Just, just, uh, just going off, uh, off away from uh, the Lionesses uh, for a minute, Nick. You're, uh, you're obviously you've said you're a boyhood fan of Millwall, and you know I know you on a personal level outside of the role you do as well. And we're always seeing you walking around in a, in your Millwall tracksuit and everything like that, as if you're the old failed member of the first team. Um, <laughs> but, but, but as, so, as, um, so, but as a fan of the club, who was your, uh, who was your favourite player growing up? Oh, for, yeah, for me it was Neil Harris all day long, mate. Um, even even to the even to the day now, my my favourite number is number nine, and that's because of uh, because of Neil Harris. Um, yeah, oh, honestly, he was yeah 
bought every football shirt, um, number nine, Neil Harris, all the way, all the way through. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, him all day long, mate. <laughs> there's been, there's been, many, there's been like many throughout the throughout the season, like the seasons I've been going, um, especially when he had his time away. Um, but he, he's, he's the main, the main one. And, um, and have you got any sort of, uh, you, you, you obviously, um, you went a bit up and down the country as well, as we've touched on before. Have you got any uh, funny away day stories that won't get you into too much trouble that you're allowed to share? <laughs> um, yeah, no, 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 not really, not really. They were, um, it was, it was, it was great going up and down with, uh, around the country with Millwall fans. And, um, I'd probably say the best one was, um, went to Bristol City away. And um, they just signed David James, and um, uh, before the game, just all they all they would sing was England's number one, and um, on that day, Millwall put three past him, and um, I think after after that, kind of they all went a little bit quiet. The Bristol City fans and uh, Millwall fans returned back with England's number one. <laughs> yeah, with David Fulding go, yeah. <laughs> I think they were singing it more as an ironic chant, mate. <laughs> Oh, right, okay. Ireland's finest in goal for the Lions, I'm sure. Um, Nick, I, I just wanted to pick up on, I know this is something we spoke about before, um, last time we spoke, and obviously Michael's hitting it there. With your connections to Millwall Football Club, in terms of being a fan, um, working with the, the Lionesses before, and obviously coming back now, and as um, Michael mentioned, of likes of Molly and Kelly in the squad, it's really a, a side that is young, is hungry, and it's what Millwall fans like to see. You can see the the praise Gary Rowett is getting with the men's side at the moment with the likes of Billy Mitchell coming through. We had um, Hayden Muller and the likes of those sort of players, James Brown coming through, the youth players, that Millwall fans really love a homegrown talent. Um, you, you mentioned before about the importance of that with the Lionesses. I wonder if you could go into a bit more about that. I think, um, so I used, to, I used to help the Millwall Scholars um, on, a when, on a Wednesday with the 16 to 18 year old boys, um, which was a fantastic experience. And, um, you know, I, I, I really, really valued my time doing that, working with, working with those boys. Um, and you see it throughout. And, and it was something that um, I, I personally, I would say that Steve Salis played a big part of that, you know, it's, it is important to, to work hard. I mean, the, the, the Millwall Academy is absolutely fantastic. And you can see, so when I spent, when I spent my time with those, those boys on a, on a Wednesday, you could really see, you know, that it's, it, 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 is, it is hard working. Everything is, you know, you've got to work hard and, and the results will come. And, and it's not going to be given to you on a plate. You do need to work hard and you do need to, you know, you do, you do need to be responsible for, well, or, or, well show responsibility. Um, and I, I feel that, yeah, with the likes of uh, Danny McNamara, Ryan Sanford, James, uh, James Brown, Billy Mitchell, Hayden Muller, Junior Tienza, when you look at those players, they're all hardworking players and they all understand that. And that's from many different coaches and, and from the academy um, and also all the way up to the first team. You know, and, and a, a couple of performances after lockdown, before the end of the season, you could really see that within the Millwall men's team. And, you know, I thought it was great. It was great to watch. And that is the, the, that is the, 
the ethic that we want as well. We want to we want to use the the hard work, the determination. You know, we want to show that in the Lionesses and with young players, the young players that we're talking to at the minute, and we're we're trying to uh, show them our beliefs and our visions and our values. They seem to be really buying into that at the minute. And it seems to just be clicking, which is really, really good and really exciting for us, but also rewarding because you can see that they, you know, they, they, they turn up to trainings and they train to their best ability. And they all, they all understand that as well as we want to individually develop them, for that to happen, we do need to, to cooperate and collaborate together. And that's really, really important. And that's what's working at the moment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. What you were saying there, Nick, about, um, you know, like players who have come through the Millwall side and everything like that, we're, and what we're trying to trying to mirror with the Lionesses. Obviously, um, you know, you're, you're, you're more the coaching side than I am. So, you know, any decisions when it comes to players and recruitments is solely with, with you and Katie. Um, but from what you have, you have told me in interviews and what you've told Brian, what, what I think is good from our point of view, and I don't know if you want to touch on this anymore, is if you have a, if you, you could have a striker who could score you 40 goals a season, but if their attitude is they don't, they, you know, they, you know, turn up late for training or they, they, they can conduct themselves not very well or anything like that, um, and then not respectable role models, not just for Millwall Lionesses, but for Millwall as a club in general, um, it, it, it may not be something that we'd look at. We want people who really not just want to be good footballers, but actually role models for these young players coming through the system and also not, not, not just young females, but also like young males as well if these, these uh, players end up going to schools or community schemes and things like that. I think it all kind of, it all kind of slots into each other, really. Um, so, I mean, the perfect example is Billy. So I've, I've known Billy since he was 16 years old. And Billy has always had that hard work, but 
you know what, Billy, Billy first met me when I was in crutches on a boot, hobbling up some stairs and, you know, opened the door for me, didn't know me, opened the door for me. And, you know, a 16-year-old lad to, to have the kind of foresight to do that. And, you know, he, he then I'd, I'd come in and he'd say, you know, oh, how's your leg, mate? And all that, you know, he'd, he'd take time and, and have a chat, you know, and, and I find that that, that is so important but yeah like you said you know players uh players are role models and whether they want to be or not they are and there's you know you're either going to be a good role model or you're going to be a bad role model now for me a lot of role models that that I've seen get mad get mad love and and get a lot of respect for being the right role models and I know players that have that have done these things that have visited to the visited the school that I work at, and the children the children worship them for that. The children think that they're they're absolutely amazing, and it, I can then see it on the players' faces as well that it, you know they understand that that's why they do the job. You know, these children there's a there's a lot of a lot of boys that have visited the school that that I work at, and then the children you know when I'm older I want to be like so and so. And then we've got, I've got children on the school field that are, you know, comparing themselves to them. And it, that creates a pathway within itself because, you know, these, these children have got people they can look up to. And a lot of our girls that are on that retained list understand that as well. And they understand how important it is to take time to talk to younger players. You know, Ryan, when I said to you before, when, when I did... Um, when I when I kind of went into the world of football, I had no one that would give me coaching badges. You know, in our in our previous interview, I did have big brothers in 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 my life. I did have you know friends that looked after me after my dad passed, but they didn't know about coaching coaching points. So mm. I've had people in my life like you know like um, especially David Streetley. I've got to, I've got to shout him out. You know who gave me the information and gave me the support and guidance. And like, I look up to, I look up to him now. I think he's a fantastic man. So I want players to feel like that. I want players to feel the way that I've seen others before by, 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 by being positive role models and, and, and heroes in their eyes. Yeah. I think it's, um, from speaking to you before, Nick, and obviously the messages coming out from the Lionesses from both yourself and Katie, it sounds like you're both looking to build a real positive culture, a really Millwall culture in terms of that community ethic, that hard work ethic that um, I'm sure both the players will buy into and the fans will really love to see. I know you mentioned it earlier, Michael, the, the, number, the number of fans at games last season um, down at St Paul's was phenomenal, really, for the level that Millwall were playing at. And I'm sure that will continue next season as well. But it makes a really big difference when the players know that the club is buying in and the fans are buying into it. It, it really made a difference last year, I felt, Michael. What do you think? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, um, I mean I've, I've, told you, I've told you some stories before, Ryan, and, um, and Nick, I've told you as well. There, there were a few times when um, you were playing against uh, opposition and the opposition would come out of the... Uh, they'd come out of the, the, the changing rooms and out of the tunnel, if you will, and, and they were gobsmacked before they even walked on the pitch. And you, you hear them say to each other, we've never played in front of crowds this big before. Now, we, as there's a lot in the WSL and the Women's Championship and even down to national level 
where you know the, these clubs you see them on you see them on the, the women's football league show um, on BBC and you see them on Sky um, and you see them through other social media channels. You know these these supposed big big teams um, and they are big teams. You know like the Man Cities, the uh, the Arsenal's and uh, um, and the Chelsea's teams like this. But people people also not forget, but it's when they see these large attendances at St Paul's um, and even at Princess Park a couple of seasons ago, just how big the Lionesses are historically. You know, it's you just the name Mill Lionesses in that sixth division. Um, well, it will, 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 it's, it's already increased exposure. Um, I, I don't want to speak out of term for other teams, but I, I personally don't believe that they would get the kind of exposure they get if Millwall wasn't in that division. Um, Ryan, I'll be brutally honest with you, for example, there's some of the teams in this division you probably hadn't heard of two years ago mm. um, in, in our division now. And and to get, you know, 150, 200, first game of the season last year, 360 for six-tier women's football is huge. Now, that's, no, that's not saying that the standard of six-division women's football is poor, but I'm just saying that the, the attendance side is is at a level where most teams, even in tier three tier, or tier three or tier four, probably would struggle to get. And we get that on a regular basis. So it, it, it really is um, with, with, with the fans, the attendances, the work and the staff behind the scenes and, and the opportunities for these girls to progress, you know, and, and be these role models. It's a fantastic place to be at the moment. It really, really is. Yeah, it really is. And I think it's only going to be built on next season as well. Um, Nick, I was wondering if you could take us through a bit. Um, I think this might be some some of our listeners' kind of first exposure to Lionesses, especially to this sort of level. I wonder if you could take us through who you've got working with you and and maybe like the structure of the club behind. Obviously, you've mentioned Sean Daly and Dean Palmer. See Katie, who's the first team manager. Who else have you got um, in and around the squad who are... Uh, helping, working with you, um, building up to the beginning of the season? Um, so, I mean, yeah, we've, we've, got, we've got a committee, um, the committee that was brought together by uh, the Mill Community Trust um, that was all, all organised and obviously I became, uh, I became a part of. Um, but to be honest with you, there, there were a lot of players that when we brought out, when we brought out the trialists, um, or when we brought out the sorry the trial opportunities, um, a lot of players come off their own back. To be to be quite honest with you, you know there, there's a lot of players that I do know um, that are no longer in the game, and I kind of I've kind of said to them, you know what what are you thinking? A couple of them can't don't want to commit due to work issues. You know they they could they could give me the answer that I want, and then unfortunately not turn up. You know or then it becomes a bit of a mess, but. Again, you know, I know some really sensible players. So a lot of players put me in contact with with players that they know. Um, a lot of other a lot of other players as well just fancy a change. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, a, play, a lot of players in uh, in women's football are not are never complacent. You know, and I think that is fantastic. There are a lot of players that want to challenge themselves, and a lot of a lot of people will see Mill Lionesses as a challenge. Mm. It, it's not the best of leagues, but you know I must say there are some fantastic teams in that in that league. There are some amazing coaches in there, coaches that know a, a lot more than me. Um, you know that are, that are going to really take it to Millwall Lionesses this season. Um, 
So yeah, I, I mean, I, I just had to, I just had to get that out there. But um, you know, in in the committee, we've got uh, Alex Russell, who's our player liaison. Now, Alex is a good friend of mine, um, and he's he's just a, a, a top guy. You know, I, I literally do not have a bad word to say about him, and he doesn't have a bad bone in his body. To be honest with you, he he made that role himself last year. You know, he he is the only person within the middle lionesses that can take that uh, player liaison role because he's fantastic at doing that. Um, obviously, yeah, we, we, we have Dean and, and um, you know, Sean as Dean being chairman and Sean being CEO of Mill Community. But also we do have, yeah, Mike Avery is the press officer. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly move that one on for the failed <laughs> footballer tracksuit comment. I won't blow any smoke up uh, his backside. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> We've um, we've also got Tom Gal. So um, I've known Tom for quite a while now, obviously because our our schools used to play each other at football quite a lot. I won't tell I won't tell the listeners uh, whose team normally won. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tom Tom's fantastic at that, and and the graphics and the designs, and you know, just he he wants what's best for the club. In, in every way, shape or form. And, and he really does try. So it's great to have him on board because, you know, if you want something done, he's, he's someone that will go out and get it done as soon as possible. And yet we, we also have um, Teddy Bellamy as well. So Teddy, again, is another person that, you know, you, you might WhatsApp him, you might call him and he, he'll, just, he'll just do it straight away or he'll, he'll, be, he'll be responsive within five, ten minutes. You know, it's... And Teddy's... Uh, um... Ted, Teddy's role is the commercial manager, Nick, isn't it? Um, so he's, he's, he's responsible for a lot of the sponsorships and um, basically a, a lot of the income. Um, so he, he's like, like Nick was saying there with the WhatsApp, if, if, if there's any sort of, he, he puts a lot of the feelers in, if there's any commercial opportunities, he, he, he works very, very hard behind the scenes. He's very, very much in the background, but a lot of the stuff that we have is, is due to him and the work he puts Yeah, in. and that, that's, so, that's so important as well. And like I said, you know, I called him the other day and, and asked him a question and within two minutes, I've, I've got it, you know, I've got, I've got my answer. Um, and then obviously, uh, of course, we've got a, a fantastic treasurer of, of Catherine, um, Catherine Gale, you know, again, someone who just, who knows what they're doing. And, and if, if you you know if you want to pick her brains on something, or you know she she's more than happy to give her input, and it's always real valuable advice. And and that is again, you know everyone just fits in. Um, and to have Dan uh, Danielle as well as our secretary, again, you know it's just it it makes it such a smooth a smooth operation, and it allows it allows everyone to know their roles and responsibilities and for us to be as productive as possible. Going, going back to the Millwall, uh, Millwall point, Nick, who would you, um, what, what would you say is your best Millwall moment? Um, uh, to, be honest, to be honest with you, it, it was um, having the photos down at the den. You know, there's, there's no better feeling than going down the den and, and being able to do that. And I can imagine there, there must be hundreds thousands of people that that would have wanted to have been in the position that I've been able to do and you know that is that that is the dream for me to to represent the club is is one thing but then to also go out and you know go out onto the pitch and and things like that was just absolutely amazing and and I really do thank 
um, I really do thank the club for allowing us to do that. Back with the um, the Lionesses, obviously the season is ramping up quickly. Obviously, you've started the trials. Um, I imagine pre-season will be starting soon. The fixtures have just been announced today. Um, if you want to talk us through those, Michael, maybe, and uh, there look like some interesting games for Lionesses, some really good challenges. Um, at the beginning of August, we've got Aylesford away, which will be a good challenge for um, good challenge for for the girls. But then, but then we start getting some of the, some of the big names. So we get uh, we've got Billericay Town, who who are uh, a national side, I believe, Nick, aren't they? Yeah, Billericay Town. Yeah. What what a great bunch they are. Honestly, we we played them a couple of years back um, under Kim. Um, I know Kim's still at the club, and um, they are an absolutely fantastic bunch of girls. So I'm really looking forward to that one. No, indeed. So we've got um, Billericay who, uh, who will be a real test. Then, then obviously London. We've got London Bees eleven due to um, due to some restrictions with 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 COVID. Um, only certain leagues can play each other. So, so to be able to get like a London Bees eleven is is fantastic. And and also that's um, um, any fan who does know of the Lionesses who are listening in there. That's obviously ex-manager um, Lee Birch, who's now at London Bees. So. Um, you know, probably knowing Lee as well as we do, he'll send a good competitive side down to to play to play Millwall, and then and then arguably the probably our biggest game there is I'd I'd say Dulwich Hamlet, the sort of two Phoenix sides, if you will. You know, Dulwich yeah. Hamlet a couple of years ago restarted, and we've had to go through the restart as well. So, um, and that's at the end of August, and then at the beginning of September, before the season starts, um, we've got uh, Chesson away, which which again none, none of these. None of these uh, fixtures are to sort of be sniffed at or anything like that at all, and and quite the opposite. It, it shows it shows the work that's being put into a Mill Lionesses side that you've got a real established team. For example, like London Bees. I mean, these are all established sides, but using London Bees for example, and you've got a manager in Lee Birch who who not, let's not remember 18 months ago was in the WSL, and two years ago when he was in charge of Mill Lionesses, he actually won the WSL Two Manager of the Year, which is a huge honour. Um, in the women's game, and he's so well thought of down at Millwall um, for all that he's done. Um, and he thinks, well, I know my my squad will get a good game against this Millwall team that Nick and Katie are putting together. So um, it is a challenge for the girls. There might be some big scorelines either way. You don't know, but as as I always uh, say, if if you want to be the best and prove you're the best, and if you want to step up to these levels, you need to play these teams. So there'll be there'll be real testing times, but. No, we're, we're behind the scenes. We're really looking forward to them, and, we, and we'd like to extend our thanks to the uh, to the oppositions for for arranging these friendlies and all we, the others who reached out to us as well. We've also we've also got um, Aylesford at home on the 9th of August. Yeah, the first game. I, I, I was saying to to you before, Nick. It's as as I echo what Michael was saying there. There's some really really good fixtures. I think that run of Billericay, a London Bees eleven, and Dulwich Hamlet is a really good test for what will be a relatively young and new squad that you have at your disposal. Um, and like Michael says, London Bees, who are a, a women's championship side, for them to send down an 11 um, is a really good opportunity to play a national side in Billericay and Dulwich Hamlet, obviously, who are the division above the Lionesses. There's some really, really strong tests in there. And I think it's it could provide a really good platform for you coming into the season, Nick. Um, and obviously, when the season does come around, um, what would be your aims? I know we spoke before um, off air about your aims, but I mean, for the listeners, what what are you and Katie hoping from the season? Um, short, mid, and long term. You mentioned earlier. I mean, obviously, the 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 long term. I I, I think I think um, 
I think the main one for, for listeners and, and, and for everyone to kind of know is the long term is to get back to national um, over the next over the next two to four years. That is that is the aim. Um, me and Katie have sat down and looked at short and medium, um, but we're just gonna, we're going to have to wait and see. But like I said, for for me personally, over the next two or four years, we get into national uh, national level. Um, clubs have done it before. And you know we we're certainly a club that has the capability of of doing that. Yeah, I think that is um, a really strong ambition for the Lionesses, and I'm sure it's one that is achievable as well with the squad that you have and the the ambition and the support that you have behind. I think it's a, a real achievable thing. Um, any final thoughts, Michael? Just before we we close out. Um, no, I was just going to very quickly just go into to, to detail for. For the fans who who are listening, again, um, the, the the women's football league structure is, I'd say, quite reminiscent and very similar to um, the old, uh, as we keep saying, regional national days and everything like that. It's quite similar to the um, non-league pyramid, um, if you can imagine uh, the conference and the conference south and then the further ones there. So when when we talk about national and regional level, so you've got your women's super league, which is your, um, if you want to compare it to the men's games, your Premier League. And then you've got the championship, which has got the same namesake. And then you have um, national level um, or the national league, which is the third tier. And then when you get down to tier four, that's where you get to your sort of north and south, um, your women's national north and south. So to say, and I mean, a lot of clubs come out and say, we are, we aim to be here and we aim to be there. But as I said before, I've been involved with the Mill Lionesses now. This is my third sort of consecutive season with them officially. Um, and then the, the year before, I was sort of helping in an unofficial role. Um, to have the realistic aim and belief that we will be in a division that's one below the semi-pro professional divisions um, within four years um, is a challenge. It's a big, It's a big marker to set ourselves. But that shows the ambition of this club and where we feel we deserve to be. And I'd like to thank all the fans who firstly are listening to this, this podcast is something slightly different for actor mill, totally understandable. Um, so thank you to those who have listened in, uh, but also thank you to those who have, you know, f- followed from afar, um, even through social media, you know, tweeting the team, tweeting the girls, uh, the management side, um, and just anyone who's shown any real support really to, uh, to what we're trying to do um, and where we're trying to get this club back to. So a huge thank you from me. Yeah, well, I think that um, I echo those thoughts exactly, and I'm sure you do as well, Nick. Like I say, thank you for listening in. Something different for you and something we are hoping to get semi-regularly throughout next season. Um, Do head over to the Lionesses Twitter feed at Millwall underscore LFC. There is information there about sponsorship opportunities, shirt sponsors, advertising boards around the pitch, club sponsorship, if that is something you want to get involved with and really get behind the Lionesses. Um, Watch that space as well in terms of fixture announcements. And I would just like to say thank you to both Nick and Michael for joining me this afternoon. And I will let you both get back to your day. Well, thank you very much, Nick. Um, I'm sure we'll speak again soon. And uh, good luck for pre-season. No problem. Thank you for having me, guys. And hope to see all the fans down at St. Paul's real soon. Should we let Should we let Mr. Farrell do the bye for now? I think so. It's his, his first time on Actor Mill. I think Nick can lead the way with bye for now. <laughs> bye for now. You're 
You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Get no substitute. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.